This is Kim Balorchi, and you're listening to Boldly Stated. Today, we're tackling the issue of how politeness can lead to absolutely devastating consequences, including sexual assault. My guest is Cindy Karnitz, a graduate student at Maryville University, is here to talk about her eye-opening research on this issue. Listen in. I'm excited to talk to you today about how this idea of being polite um, sort of primes girls and women for sexual assault. And that was when I was reading the theory in the book, that's the first thing that popped into my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me and every woman I know. Like we're polite no matter what a man does to us. We're just primed for it. You know, I, I had this sort of moment a few years ago. I was somewhere and this little girl, she was super cute and she was just all over the place. And her, I think it was her grandpa um, said to her, you know, you're not being a good girl and I need you to be a good girl right now. And like the hair on my arms stood up. I was kind of like, whoa. And, and he wasn't being mean, like he wasn't being mean. You know what I mean? It was, it was not being said in a way that would, and would catch anybody's attention, except that it caught mine because I was like, he's teaching her to be compliant. He's teaching her that she has to be good. And, um, so I've always been really intrigued by this idea of from when we're really, really little, we're taught that we're supposed to be a certain way. I want to start by just asking you what, what made you hone in on this particular topic? So when I was reading about politeness communication theory, it really struck me because I was raised to be polite no matter what and how that led me into situations that I did not want to be in and having things done to me that I did not want to have done. Um, Particularly in America, women are raised to be more concerned with being polite than with being safe. And that's a really scary prospect. No question about it. Now, before we get going here, let's take a minute. Will you explain to my listeners what politeness communication theory says? So politeness communication theory was first presented in 1978 by a pair of scholars from Cambridge University. Um, We have Brown. She was an anthropologist. And we have Levinson, who is a linguist. And they were doing their research based on observations of how people actually behaved in societies. And that's when they presented their book, a whole book, 400 pages of research, Politeness and Universals in Language Usage. And this really struck me because I've had experiences. Every woman I know has had experiences. And if you are on any social media platform, Facebook, uh, TikTok, people are saying over and over again how they were polite and then bad things happened to them. So I was wondering if there was um, scholarly research to back up my instinct that politeness communication theory and people being raised to be polite opened the door for sexual assault. And you found that it did. We are raised to be the emotional gatekeepers of everybody we come in contact. So a lot of times women will find themselves in dangerous situations because they don't want to make the other person feel unliked. Um, You know, I speak to my friends. I'm like, don't teach your little kids that they have to kiss people, that they have to give up their own autonomy for somebody else. And I think that's what politeness theory highlights. I think politeness theory is just, uh, was just addressing in 1978, 
what people were already doing. We were already doing it. They observed this and then they highlighted it um, that we already do this. We're already polite in certain situations. We're already deferential to people in authority. We're already making sure that people don't think badly of us, um, which is a big thing for how I was raised. It's like, turn the other cheek, you know, pride goeth before the fall. Like, don't, don't be too proud. Don't, don't think you're all that and a bag of chips as the saying goes. Um, and it's, it's just that balance that, you know, can't, can't be polite to you and protect my own boundaries. Um, I feel like I agree with you, this idea that we need to teach, you know, we need to not be making kids give hugs and kisses and sit on laps and do all of this. Um, and at the same time, there are going to be people who listen to this and they're going to say, well, politeness is a foundation of society. And if we're not going to teach kids to be polite, like, you know, you and I have been in public and we've seen kids who are very impolite or very disrespectful. So mm-hmm. what would you say in response to that? So if we're not teaching politeness, right, because we're trying to protect autonomy, where is the line between what we should be teaching and what we need to not be teaching? Um, I would tell parents that you can still raise your children to be polite and respectful, but in conjunction with that, you should also teach your children that they have right to bodily autonomy and they have a right to set boundaries. And even if they're three years old, they can say, no, um, I don't think that politeness and autonomy and self-respect and self-protection are um, completely divided. I think that they can be together. Um, We've just always taught politeness without teaching children that they have a say over who touches them and who they touch. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that this idea of, um, you know, good girl, um, I mean, that's the one I I tend to just get really fixated on because it really bothers me so very much. Um, mm-hmm. because I think that it sets, I think it sets us up. I really do. I think it sets us up for, um, being victimized, right? When you're, you're taught that you're supposed to be a good girl, it's essentially be a good girl at all costs. What does a good girl mean? It means being passive. It means being compliant. It means, you know, someone else's version of who you're supposed to be, which deprives you of being able to define that for yourself. I agree. This is how, children grow into teenagers and adults who just have no sense of themselves because somebody else's version of what they're supposed to be and do has been imprinted on them for so long that they just lose sight of it. It's a difficult thing to think about that what you're asking your child to do or what you're training them to do at five is going to impact them at 25 and 45. Um, but yeah, you can, you can teach your child to say, yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you. But you cannot, you know, but no, no is a complete sentence. It's okay for a child to say no to an adult. And this is another part of our society. We just, you know, there are some generational or other groups. They're just groups of people who believe that children should be seen and not heard. Children should do exactly what they're told. Um, and not recognizing that children have complete personalities. There's many, many layers to this whole politeness, opening the door for sexual assault um, problem. Yeah. 
It's it, to me, it's really, it's interesting um, to take, you know, a I, I, of course I like looking at it from a communication perspective, but I think it's the fact that there's a theory, a communication theory that has been studied, right? Like this is something that we can look at and say, this is what we do. This is how we teach people to be. And there is a direct correlation based on research. This isn't what Kim thinks. This isn't what Cindy thinks, right? Like there is, there is research and that's what we're talking about today is that there's research showing a direct connection between this theory and behavior and, and ultimately a result that happens to far too many women and girls. And, you know, so, so for anybody who's listening and thinking, you know, yeah, that's one perspective, actually. Um, It's more than just a perspective. This is research-based information. And I think it's important that people consider that. Especially if there's anybody listening to this, I was going to say, especially if you're a woman, ask your girlfriends, ask your sisters, but men, ask your sisters, ask your friends at work. Has it ever happened to you? Has this ever been a thing um, where somebody has forced you to do something you didn't want to do because you were too polite to say no, to tell them to back off. And yes, this is absolutely backed by research beginning in 1978, which again was based on um, their observations of the politeness communication that was happening. And I've had situations where I've done things that I would not have normally done. And a lot of times it's been because I don't have a boundary. I just say yes, or I just sit there and smile because that's my role is just to be nice and polite and not argue. Or you second guess your response. That's the other piece, right? Is where you go, well, maybe I'm overreacting. Um, And I think that's a piece of the politeness theory too, where when you're taught to be good and you're taught to go along, you start to think, am I like just, you know, pushing back and fighting everything because I'm just such a rebel. And so you, you question your own instincts. And I think this also is something um, I spend a lot of time working with young girls on is like, no, trust your instincts, right? They're there for a reason. Um, But again, society is teaching a completely different lesson in our communication and in this language. Correct. And that's what the research showed was that um, one component of it was women, because we're so polite and we're not used to our own asserting our own authority over our body that we did second guess ourselves and we're questioning, am I misreading it? Did he really mean that? Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot to take on. And of course we can't solve it in, you know, in a, in a brief amount of time, but I think we can make some headway, right? In, in maybe giving a few pointers. So starting with the area where you focused, right? Which is politeness leading to sexual assault. What advice would you give to someone who feels like their safety is potentially in jeopardy? So my advice for women is say no, say it loudly, say it often, scream it in their face. It's aggressive. Yes. It goes against what we're taught to be as women in this society. Yes. But our need to be safe is more important than our need to be polite. And for parents, stop stop trying to make kids into good little girls and good little boys, right? Right. I mean, it it is just creepy because, um, you know, you want your kids to be good humans, not automatrons. And whatever your, your 
programmed ideal is of a good girl and a good boy. And we just, we just need to teach children from the youngest of ages that they are worth it. They are worth protecting themselves and they are worth us protecting them as well. We're a very independent society, which um, has its own foibles when it comes to um, politeness, communication, and um, people expecting respect. And I expect you to do what I tell you. And um, so that's a lot to unpack um, that we're not going to do in this podcast, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> but I will. But I will say to your point. You know, I think one thing, and I think this is a hard reality for people to hear, but I I'm going to say it is that. You know, when, when parents are like, you know, go hug aunt June, go give her a kiss. You need to go give her a kiss. That's about that parent. That's about how that parent feels. They look if their child is not compliant. It's not about the kid, you know, the kid who's too young to, to know what's what, right? Like it's, it's totally about that parent and their ego. And exactly. And that is not cool. And so a lot of the behavior that parents are pushing on their kids with a go hug your uncle, go hug your aunt. It's again, it's that be mommy or daddy's good little puppet, right? Like go do those things I'm telling you to do because it makes me look like I am a kick-ass parent. Right. And, and it, it goes back to the face theory. It goes back to politeness theory, face right. theory, positive, negative face, like make sure everybody likes me. You right. know, I don't care about, I, look good. I do not care. About, yep. I don't care about your negative face, which is autonomy. I care about my positive face that people like me. Right. Um, absolutely. And it's super creepy. And yeah, it does go back to that. And parents, uh, for the majority are not aware of that. So at the end of the day, we have to teach the kids that they're worth more than politeness. They are worth more than politeness, much, much more than politeness. Right. In an ideal world, every parent would be woke and every child would be safe and respected. Um, so we've got a ways to go. But we do. We do. But I so appreciate you taking on this topic and, and being willing to talk about it too, because I think it's really eye-opening. And I, I love being able to present the research behind the theory. You know, it's one thing to say it, but it's another to be like, hey, there's all this research backing it up and making the connection. Yes. And I guarantee you, somebody's going to email me after this podcast and be like, you said kids should be rude. <laughs> <laughs> We are not saying kids should be rude. We're saying kids kids should learn that they are worth as much as Aunt Judy, if not more. There we go. That, that, that is exactly how we're wrapping this. That was perfect. Kids are worth more than Aunt Judy. That's um, right. Yes. That's right. Cindy, thank you so, so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. And um, if you ever do pursue this further, I will look forward to seeing your, your research. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Cindy. I have to say it's really exciting to see a student take a communication theory, which theory can be kind of dry, and apply it to a modern day problem with such depth. Um, all of my students are amazing, and I was particularly impressed with her decision to take, you know, a theory from the 70s and connect it to something we're seeing in the news every single day today. I do just want to make this final point. Um, although Cindy focused on politeness theory leading to sexual assault, I know there are a lot of people out there who 
we're brought up to believe that you should be polite in all circumstances. And I just want to make this point for you. Um, hopefully this, this discussion and the research has shed light on the fact that it is not appropriate or necessary to be polite in every situation. And in fact, if someone or something is making you uncomfortable, you have the absolute right to self-advocate, to use your voice, to speak up for yourself. You don't need to just sit there quietly because that's what you're expected to do. Self-advocacy skills are really, really important, and they're part of what help you claim your power and feel like your voice matters, like your existence matters, like you have a stake in the life that you're living. And so I want to encourage you to take steps if you don't feel like you know how to access your voice to, to learn how to do that. Um, this is what I teach and, and what I firmly believe really makes a difference in the way we show up in the world. So please don't think that this theory is only applicable in the most extreme situations. The truth is that I think a lot of people accept behaviors from others or will silently accept a situation that, that feels untenable because you have been taught to be polite at all costs. When in fact, you can be polite, right, without having to swallow whatever you're served. So for whatever it's worth, I want to encourage you, use your voice, stand up for yourself. Um, you know, yes, if you're facing sexual assault, you need to scream no. But there are many, many ways to self-advocate that don't cause conflict, that don't create a scene, that don't rise to the level of all the things in your mind you're, you're really afraid of triggering, but that in fact allow you to be your most powerful. Thank you for listening. I look forward to hearing your comments. This is Kim Balorchi, and you've been listening to Boldly Stated.